DJ Tens of thousands on my right, thousands by my side War between good and evil, watching our fists collide Battle for our freedom now, to the streets we ride Flags waving all around, pages full of pride This is where we make a stand, no more give or take They want to use violence on Americans We want freedom We want peace We want freedom We want peace We want freedom We want peace Enough with tyranny We come to take our country back For all citizens White, red, brown, or black Return it to a form of glory Fix the bloody crack On the crown Fetch it down It's going down She warned me that this day would come I'm like my father, go to combat with the blazing guns I survived that, then I came back, took the place I'm from To face off all these haters and the battle in the place I love You can't break me down, I'm indivisible You still see my raps if I was invisible That pepper spray tastes like chicken Hey fam, welcome to episode 26 of Freedom Unchained. I am your humble host, the infamous Joseph Thomas, also known as Pion On, and we are here to kick it up and keck it up with some of the patriots out here being loud and bold, speaking truth to power about what actually happened at the Capitol on January 6th, and some of the injustices that have happened to many, many Americans since then up until now they are still arresting folks we have breached over a thousand arrests and they say they are coming after several thousand more why because we love our country and we don't believe the brandon administration it's not tyranny to ask questions it's not treason to say show me proof it's not un-american to complain about those that we put into elected office and it is definitely not an American to complain about those that take it illegitimately. Today you're going to hear from a wonderful patriot that I have known for several years and am proud to call friend. He is in the army but I don't hold that against him and he has worked for the government for over 20 years in aviation with helicopters and the such an amazing person his story is truly compelling and also disgusting and what the government has been doing to him all right folks i'm telling you now you're gonna enjoy this one i am here with a patriot that you all may know or maybe not but you're about to brian smith a january 6th defendant that is facing uncle sam head-on welcome to the show brian happy to have you here thanks for having me joe Uh, for my audience uh let them know a little bit about yourself give us some insight into your background and and uh and who you are yeah so um 
I was in the United States Army for uh, just under 10 years. Uh, I joined as a helicopter crew chief and then uh, went on to to go to Warren School and um, and fly Black Hawk helicopters for the last portion of the time that I was in. Since I got out, I've uh, worked for the Army. So, you know, in totality um, between... Uh, you know, we would say being in the green suit, you know, being in the army or working for the army um, as either a, a government employee or a U.S. government contractor through another company. It's 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 totaled around 20 years, 20, 21 years this year. Um, that all that all kind of came to an end, uh, you know, towards the uh, end of 2022 when uh the U.S. government had uh, decided that, that you know they were going to indict me and um, and bring charges related to uh, January 6th. So, you know, with the position that I held, which is, which, I mean, it wasn't a, a position of of importance uh, in particular, but it was a, a fairly high rank as in far in 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 the U.S. Uh, government civilian system um, as a kind of a maxed out GS-10 and the tech lead for the program office that I worked for. Um, and then obviously because of the, the level of security clearance I held, which at the time was a TS, um, you know, with the FBI coming into my office, um, you know, to, you know, to talk to supervisors and talk to my security officer, um, that was fairly short lived. Um, and then out, and then when when the indictment came down, actually, by the time the indictment was actually served, uh, they had already, I had already been, I had already been on, kind of like a terminal leave. So they allowed me to take the vacation time that I had. So I was actually let go um, before uh, the indictment came down. Uh, they they put me on uh, like an administrative leave where I was allowed to take the vacation time that I had, um, but I was no longer in the loop on anything uh, I was just I was just waiting for my final out date um, and to return return government equipment you know computers and and, and ID cards and stuff like that so um, I don't I don't really think it it was a coincidence personally um, it was all kind of set up in a way where you know like my my financial means were cut you know with the with the being let go from from the government their official their official reason was um uh, they were doing they were doing downsizing because of the uh, I worked in a in a foreign military contract office and one of our biggest um, programs was Afghanistan so when Af Afghanistan uh, went the way that it did that that was a pretty big hit for the office but uh, I mean historically I mean I've like I said I've worked for the government for 20 years it's it's not usually government and people that are, are typically that are typically rifted during that rift band reduction in force. It's usually contractors, like through the, the companies that have contracts that are downsized during those times. So, and, and Afghanistan had been shut down as far as we were concerned, as far as supporting programs over there for you know, well over a year. At, the, at that point, so I believe that was just an excuse. So um, it was it was kind of they 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 went into the offices and talked to the colonel and uh, you know my my GS fourteen who's my supervisor, um, uh, my GS fifteen who's who's the the, the branch chief, uh, my security officer and and 
actually now uh, I've found out, you know, several other people. Um, but a few of them were in the offices. Some of them were at their home. You know, that resulted in uh, me being my, my security clearance being uh, taken or administratively flagged anyways, uh, for all sense of purposes, is gone. Um, you know, put on a, a, a terrorist watch list, um, you know, put into a program where I can't get on a plane, uh, you know. I mean, at this point, um, with the way that they have me labeled, I'm, I, I couldn't I couldn't get a job at the truck stop, you know what I mean, off the highway here, because, uh, you know, like even for that, if you're going to work in the public with, with, with money, you have to be able to pass a, a public trust background check at least. And um, you run my name and it just, it starts, buzzers start going off, I think, and, and it lights up red. And, you know, I'm, I went from having, serving in the army for, or working for the army for, for 21 years almost, you know, doing multiple combat tours and um, having a top secret clearance one month to not being able to get on a plane to fly domestically. And, uh, you know, not even to be able to get a job at a truck stop, you know, the next month. And, and with no security clearance, just uh, it's kind of night and day. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you can uh, sympathize, right? No, absolutely. Um, they completely turned your world upside down, and they're doing it to many, many Americans. And um, you know, you were doing everything that your country had okay. ever um, asked of you, and served with honor and distinction. And uh, yeah, you, know, you said you you flew Black Hawk helicopters, so that would give you some special clearances for the airports itself for you to not be able to fly domestically is uh, definitely a big hit. And I'm sure it raised some eyebrows um, for for yourself whenever you realized that that was going on. Can you uh, elaborate on uh, the effects of the air uh, air travel? Yeah, absolutely. And that was actually the first the first tip off that something was going on. So this was this was before they ever uh you know conducted an interview with anybody that i worked with or um to, to my knowledge based on the discovery that i've received and it related to my case there there wasn't if the investigation had been started or they had they they, they had me where they, they were going to look into me it was it was very far in in infancy infancy in that investigation um it, it was it was right after they lifted the the mass mandate for covid so um i wasn't flying during covid just based on the amount of hassle i was getting inside the airports about the mass and and on the plane and stuff like that so i made a personal decision that i was just going to to drive my truck um everywhere that i went to um in the in the in the first parts of COVID, I was allowed to travel for for work, either working for the government um, before they before they had the the uh, jab mandate. Um, so I you know I, I was driving all over the place. I tried to fly, and it, it just it it wasn't turning on well or turning out well. So once they once they lifted the mask mandate, I went to the. <clears throat> It was a few weeks after that. I, I went to the airport to fly to DC. I mean, I'm I'm only in Alabama. I mean, this is only you know two states over, or two districts over rather. And I went to the airport. I was going to supposed to leave on a Thursday morning. My wife uh, drove me to the airport, and 
I couldn't check in at the kiosk. And then I went to the counter and, you know, they looked me up. I was like, yeah, you know, here's my, you know, here's my reservation. Uh, you know, the machine won't let me check in. And this was, this was, you know, it wasn't too odd at this point, but once she went into the computer and then, you know, she had this weird look on her face and she's like, well, I've never seen this before. I got to call some people. And, you know, this just, this, this continued on, it escalated. And, um, you know, like four hours later, I find out that, you know, you know, they're ready to, uh, to issue me a boarding pass finally four hours later, but my flight is left and I wasn't going to get in to like, you know, one o'clock in the morning, the next morning anyway. So there was, there was, there was no point in me really getting on the plane at that point. So I had to rebook for the next day. And I, I went back to actually went back to work. I, I called my wife, she came, picked me up and I was like, well, there's no point in, uh, you know, taking vacation for today. I'll just, I'll, you know, work the rest of the day, the other half of the day. And, uh, in the meantime, I, I, I called the TSA. I, I called the TSA up. I, I went and I told the my boss, who was a lieutenant colonel in the office, so you know what was going on. I was like, I don't have any idea. I was like, Can you try and help me with this? So he called the TSA while I was on the phone with the TSA, trying to figure out why I couldn't get on a plane. It was just, it was absurd because I mean, I had, you know, my 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 pilot's license through the FAA. I was a, uh, I was I had an airframe and power plant mechanics license through them i had with with also what they call an ia which is inspection authorization which allowed me to um sign off any maintenance that had been done uh, and, and major alterations and repairs on on aircraft and then i was a designated airworthy representative for the faa which means that if somebody had wanted to do something some type of prototype work on on an aircraft um that hadn't been done i i was i had the ability to review these engineering documents and, and instructions and, and deem that those instructions to be airworthy um, uh, for for the installation to you know so th th these are not these are not simple uh, licenses so all of them take you know you have to do interviews with the FA even to to take the tests and, and some of them multiple and uh, but the long and short of that is, is when I go into the airport, you know, between my government clearance and because the, my credentials with the FAA, I mean, I, I walk around security and I mean, I just breeze right through it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm always, you know, just, just by nature of the government clearance, I'm, I'm TSA pre-checked and, you know, internationally I'm, I'm global pass and, and clear um, check. So, it, for me not to be able to get a boarding pass or check my bag, it, I, I like something is up. And then after being on the phone with the TSA that that day that I wasn't able to fly on that Thursday, and they're telling me like you're not on our no fly list. That's you, you know there's there's nothing we can tell you, but you're not you're not on our list. So um, I showed up in the airport on Friday, and it was the same it was the same thing. This time I showed up two and a half hours early, and that was not enough you know to make that flight but i ended up flying out um that you know that that afternoon got in friday evening my bags never made it to dc um i turned the bags around on sunday or on saturday i called because i was leaving sunday to go back home and um i just told them to just send it back to huntsville because i'm leaving in the morning they're not going to be here before that bags never made it back to uh to alabama um you know, they, they my bag did not show back up here in Alabama at the airport until Wednesday. Wednesday, I got my bag back. Um, it never made it to DC, and Wednesday, I got it back. So um, I, I realized at that point that this is uh, 
you know, that, that something is going on if I'm not on the TSA's no-fly list and I'm going through this process. So um, I figured out the process that I was in. I just didn't realize it was tied to, you know, it was tied to what they were building as an indictment uh, for this. But I knew that one of the government agencies had, had put me in this Quiet Skies program, um, which we can get into in a little bit later of what that program actually is. But um, I knew something, I knew something was up at that point. Um, but it, it is, it is alarming. And, and I think it's a point um, that needs to be mentioned that, you know, based on everything that I have. So, I mean, I don't want to say for sure, cause I'm, you know, I wasn't working in, you know, the FBI office or on the JTTF, but um, from the discovery that I received, I mean, they, they couldn't have been very far into even looking into me. And if I was involved in it, much less uh, anywhere close to getting ready to convene a grand jury for, for, for an indictment. Um, and they put me into this, uh, you know, into this program that was a Patriot Act era program. That's, that's where this thing got its birth from this quiet skies program and, you know, was restricting my movement. So the way this works is, uh, you know, the reason why it took so long is because the, the airline, whatever airline you're booked with, you can't check your bag without Department of Homeland Security approval. So they can't issue a boarding pass or or do the bag. And then, I mean, there's a whole lot of other things that go in with it. They've got they've got TSA agents at every gate. And, the, you know, on my trip from from Alabama to D.C., I mean, I had my after going through the uh, the security checks, which are extensive, like I had my bags checked and I was asked for my I.D. at, at least three other times. Um, and that's only with, with, you know, I, I switched planes in, uh, I believe, I believe they ended up sending me to Chicago on that one because of me missing the, the flight on Friday. So that's where my, my, um, my layover was at and, and my, my plane change. But, um, in Chicago, they, they, they searched my bag two more times. And then my bag got searched when I actually got to DC before I left the airport. So, um, yeah, it, it's quite it's quite intrusive. It's a I mean, it's it's a clear violation of, of any law abiding person's rights. You know, what I mean, to go into the airport, I mean, it's I was getting I was getting really, really upset because I knew I knew that it had, you know what I mean, that I was being I was being targeted and I knew that I hadn't did anything wrong um, and that, you know, they, they were just they were just trying to make it as miserable as possible for me to travel. But I've, I don't think I'm unique in this. I, I believe that there's several other people um, with with stuff related to January 6th um, that, that made it on that list as well. So I certainly attest to uh, the hassle that you would get at the airport. A lot of January 6th defendants uh, have the same story and they equate it to the marking on their boarding pass that we call the four S's. Um, which basically means you're going to be moving super slow through all of it and getting checked periodically, and, you know, violated by TSA and in seven ways of Sunday. Um, yeah, definitely a violation of your Fourth Amendment, right? I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, I know that you you, you forego some, some, you know, some sort of uh, uh, you're agreeing to some level of searching to make sure that you're you know, not gonna, not gonna do some sort of, you know, terrorist act, uh, you know, in the plane or, or in the airport or whatever, as far as like going through 
put you know putting your bag through a scanner or whatever and 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 and, and whatever the basic stuff is but um this is this is far beyond that i mean i'm sure you've gotten the story but i mean this is a body scanner um then through the metal detector then into a room where they had me stripped down to all the way all the way down to my boxers and my undershirt and that's including shoes and socks so they had me take my socks off so they could uh, so they could feel the bottoms of my of my feet i don't know i don't know what it would be underneath the skin in my feet but they wanted to touch my feet for some reason and then uh you know they they don't they don't they don't they, they take your carry-on stuff and they bring it into the room with you. But then, so you and your carry-on goes over to the, uh, you know, where they have the little pads that they wipe things down with for, I don't know what it checks for. I think it's gunpowder or, or some type of residue. Yeah, I actually experienced that um, uh, around the time of 9-11, uh, trying to fly. Um, to keep my sanity, I'd like to, back in the day, I used to put together model airplanes, you know, and... Um, like the you know, make them make them look kind of professional, or whatever. It was just something to to waste time and and keep my I, mind I occupied. I got flagged at the airport when they did the swab because the glue that I used apparently is a component to an explosive. They held me back for several hours um, in that aspect and searched me in ways that I never really want to talk about, but. You know, no cavity searches, anything like that. But it was just a, a sheer violation of my rights and my privacy. And, you know, it, it uh, made me late for where I was trying to go. And, you know, I was uh, I was actually active duty military at the time. So, yeah, yes. anyway. That's another thing, you know, like, and, and that's why I was like, so at this time, my, my clearances were still all ballot. You know, they put me in this Quiet Skies program, but um, nothing had came through my security department. I mean, never in this entire process did anything get forwarded to the U.S. Army or to the to the office that I worked in and was I called into security for anything. So they did all this, but they did it all underneath the radar. So it didn't it didn't flag anything official. So, uh, I mean, at the time, you know, so I'm a GS-13 uh, with the U.S. government. Uh, you know, with 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 a high level clearance and 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 like, I'm 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 getting all this obstruction. You know what I mean? I've been put on this list and I can't I can't I can't fly this day. And then the next day I come back and it's the same thing. And uh, um, you know, they tell me if I want to get on the plane that I have to submit to these things. And I'm just like I'm trying to decide whether I even want to go at this point. Um, so it, it it was it was really it was it was really starting to 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 make me angry you know what i mean like because like, i mean i'm i'm not the type of person that you know that allows you know unlawful or unjust things willingly to you know submit myself to them you know i, I chose not to fly because they made these rules that were just absurd that i wasn't willing to comply with you know what i mean and i didn't know i didn't want any trouble so i didn't fly anymore and then as soon as i try and go fly again uh, now, now they're obstructing me. You know what I mean? They, they put me in this program. So, um, and and like you said, like you were a, you were active duty military at the time, and 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 you know, in my head, I'm thinking this is the same thing. You know what I mean? I've got I've got multiple passports. I've got I've got a red uh, you know government official passport and a blue passport. As a matter of fact, I had I had two blue passports. Um, one was a was a four year one, and the other one was a ten year one because of the the travel that I did with the government. If uh, there were certain places that they didn't want you to use the official 
government passport because it wasn't safe to, to go into those countries. Like I said, I worked for, I worked foreign military programs, um, so I was regularly uh, in countries that, um, you know, you know, helping out the, their their air forces or, um, you know, with with aircraft related stuff. Um, in places that that maybe didn't think so highly of of America or Western countries in general. So, um, and then inside that that group of countries, uh, when you have visa stamps from certain countries, it'll cause a problem for you going into other countries just based on the fact that you had visited a country that that they don't get along with. So, I was authorized a second personal passport for when my red passport uh it wasn't a good idea to you know fly on it or travel on it and because i'd been to places like israel and egypt and and some other countries there was other countries that didn't want you to go in there at all right so if i had those visas in there so i had a i had a second short-term passport so i mean like i had i basically had you know all the workarounds and all the clearances and credentials to to take care of stuff all over the world and i was doing that for many years um and now now i'm, I'm getting all this house so i'm just trying to you know go to our nation's capital from just a couple of states over so um you know not to digress but um it, it's this is you know that was that was a huge flag to me that that something was coming down the pipeline um and that was uh, that was about a year and a half almost before um, the actual arrest happened. So, what I, I know you have a uh, trial coming up. You're still in the midst of, uh, you know, building your case and doing your stuff. So, we're not going to discuss any of that. What about um, your arrest, if you wouldn't mind sharing, can you? Or if you yeah, would well, like. Yeah. So, um, so I'll fast forward here to. Um, when when I found out officially that the the FBI was 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 asking about me here locally, so um, you know uh, there somewhere around yeah May 2022. Um, so this is this is a I mean what is that uh, pie? That's a that's a year and a half right from almost from from January 6. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. So, so May 2022, um, I get a call from my direct supervisor. So this would have been the GS14 that was uh, over top of me, my supervisor in the office. And um, we were doing uh, a partial teleworking. I had not been teleworking uh, through COVID. Like I had been getting exemptions and going to the office because I just, I really struggled to do what I, my job here from the house um, because I, you know, I couldn't print stuff. I couldn't scan things um and and so like i i stayed in the office during all of that um but around that time they were really pushing the covid stuff hard the testing requirements for u.s government um employees and masking and all this other stuff stuff that you know what i mean that i i was not willing to do so i started working from home so i didn't have to do that stuff and uh so my supervisor called me up and he said hey uh can you can you come Get lunch with me and I said uh, I really can't today but I, I can have lunch with you tomorrow you know what I mean if, if you'd like and he said yeah yeah tomorrow's fine so uh, we go to lunch and uh, after lunch um, we're out in the parking lot and he you know he pulls me aside and he said hey um, I just want to let you know that you know some some federal agent showed up at my house over the weekend and 
they had some pictures and they were asking me if this was you and they were asking some questions like some profile building questions uh, you know you know who i hang out with in the office and uh you know well you know if he you know what type of stuff we talk about what type of stuff we do blah 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 what type of employee i was and um you know and and they had some pictures they were asking some questions about january 6th and i just wanted to let you know and i said you know i i, I appreciate that and i said you know nobody's contacted me but um you know thank you and um that was that was my first tip off that you know they were they were inside the office um it was a it was another couple of months from there before they actually reached out and contacted me so uh, actually i'll take a step back so after i found that out um i got with my attorney that i had here locally and uh, i told them what was going on i told them what my supervisor had told me and uh, i asked him to to try and get ahead of this to 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 reach out to the local fbi office here or the the uh, birmingham field office and uh and I, I was just terrified that they were going to to come kick in my door in the middle of the night in SWAT gear, you know, like they have um, multiple times to multiple J6ers. Uh, you know, I've got young kids in the house. I've, I've got four kids. Um, two of them are, you know, I got one six-year-old uh, and I got another five-year-old, you know, real young kids. Um, I also have a Doberman dog, you know what I mean? And, and like the like my worst fear was them kicking in the door, shooting my dog, you know what I mean? And my kids just being terrified because like, you know, all these all these officers are in there, you know, with, with flashlights and, and rifles and, and SWAT gear and, and they just killed the dog, you know what I mean? Like that's the type of stuff that, you know, that scar a child and then they never, they never get rid of. So I attempted to get ahead of it and see if, you know, my attorney could reach out to them and, and see what they wanted and, and, and see if we couldn't put it to bed without that happening. Um, they denied to my attorney uh, that they were looking into me at this time. Um, and then a month later, I'm, I'm working from home and I get a cell phone call and I look down and it says FBI. And I answered the phone and they, 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 they said, is this Mr. Smith? And I said, yeah, it is. And they, they, they started on their spiel. I said, you know, I really wish you guys would have just said that to my attorney a month, a month ago when he called you. Um, because I, I've, I've, I've reached out to your office and, and, and the Birmingham field office trying to figure out what it was that you were going into my work and asking about and uh, to get ahead of it. And, and you guys deny that you even wanted to talk to me. And, and as soon as I said the word attorney, he, he didn't even he didn't address anything else I said. He's like, you have an attorney? I said, yes. And I gave him his name and number. And they said, OK, we'll contact him and we won't contact you again. And uh, so... Uh, you know, I got a call from my attorney like, uh, you know, an hour later. And uh, he said that he had to inform me that it was in my best interest probably to uh, obtain different legal counsel, that um, that something wasn't right. And he didn't feel like he was qualified to to represent me in these matters. So, you know, at that time, I I, I, I did some research and I reached out to some people on the, on the Telegram pages. And uh, Mel got back to me. I mean, you know, Mel... And she uh, she she recommended an attorney, and you know, he's still he's still representing me now. But and we're going through the process. But uh, yeah, they they denied to to my attorney that I had at the time uh, that they even wanted to talk to me, uh, just to um, you know call me up a month later. I mean, I knew that they were looking into me because uh, I mean I knew I was in the Quiet Skies program at this point, and 
then I had found out that, you know, then I knew that they were coming in and, and talking to my supervisor. So I think it was kind of a power play. It was, it was definitely a, a hard time for me mentally. You know, I, I sent my entire family to California um, for 10 days. Like as soon as I got home from, from that lunch meeting, I, I bought my wife and all my kids tickets to a wife from California to California and sent them all there. I had my wife take as much vacation time as she had, and uh, which was like 10 or 11 days at the time. And uh, and sent him to California, and and I I slept in the I had my office was is right inside my front door. I, I took my desk out of the office and put a bed in there and slept like right in the front room next to the front door. So if and when they kicked in the door, like they wouldn't have to go too far into my house to 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 get there. You know what I mean? It was uh, it was it was kind of a stressful time. It's been kind of a stressful process, but uh, you know I was just you know worried that you know that. You know, my dog was going to get killed and my kids were going to be here and witness this type of stuff. And it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's a hard process to go through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, want to give us some insight on your actual arrest? Yeah, so this is, a, this is another good one. So, um, you know, many months went by from the time that they reached out and talked to my attorney. Um, uh, I attempted to, you know, get uh, information into what they were looking into. Um, I really didn't have any information from my supervisor. He couldn't really provide me with anything. He said he had, they had some pictures. They were asking if these pictures were pictures of me, if they looked like me. Um, and they had mentioned January 6th in, in the interview, but, but I hadn't seen these pictures and I had no idea, like, you know, why they were looking into it. Um, and the only thing that they would say is, well, he already knows because he, you know, he talked to a supervisor or whatever is what they kept telling my attorney. So then I asked them, I said, listen, I don't feel comfortable going in there. I told him, I said, ask him if they'll give me their questions in writing and then we can answer them and, and give them back to him. Uh, they refused to do that. Um, so it got to the point where we were pushing it down, down the road for like a week or a little over a week. And finally, I, I, I just told my attorney, I said, I'm not, I'm not going in there. I, I, and, and. And by, I mean, this is not something that I would have ever did, you know, you know, before, you know, say maybe, you know, you know, 2020 or something like that. Like if, if the FBI wanted to ask questions, you know, I would have I would have not had any hesitation in going in there and, and answering any questions that they had. But just based on what they had did to so many people at that point, you know, I mean, I'd seen how they were serving these 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 uh, these warrants and the the grand jury process and and how they were railroading people and 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 then you know the, the clear what I what I deemed to be psychological warfare that they were engaging in with uh, with the engaging and then and then then giving it you know a month or two you know what I mean like in between in between these processes um, you know also I was having um, problems like uh, financially with moving money around like with any sort of digital payment system paypal cash app you know what i mean transferring stuff like uh, from one bank account to another for my to my wife for bills um everything just was 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 too perfectly timed with them going in with the interviews and then the end of the fiscal year and and me being let go from the government and then right after i'm let go then uh so so then you know that's 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 when they that's when they called my attorney up is is after after I was kind of on you know what I described as uh, administrative leave or terminal leave, um, 
they that's what they called my my attorney up and i mean this is in this is in december so we go from may when they're asking going going and talking to my supervisors all the way to december so at the end of it i told them like they're gonna have to get an indictment or a subpoena if they want to talk to me because i'm not if they're not going to answer basic questions about like what what kind of questions they're asking or give me the questions in writing so i can see them and answer them you know what i mean to make sure that what I'm saying is 100% accurate and I'm, you know what I mean? There's not things that can be misconstrued. Um, they were unwilling to do any of that or give me any more information into what they were looking into. You know, what they had told my my first attorney is, uh, is that they were, they were, they were, they were looking to prosecute another case in which I had came up and they were looking for my help in, in prosecuting that case. That was a complete lie. They were building a case against me. So now I've already, found out that they're lying and they're being evasive, uh, so evasive and, and weird that my first attorney had to notify me that he, he didn't feel that it was in my best interest to for him to continue to represent me, that it was out of his, you know, his, 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 his field of expertise. And uh, so I, I wasn't going to go into their office and talk to them uh, at that point. So, I, you know, my, my attorney tells them that they're going to have to get an indictment to talk to me or a subpoena. And, uh, almost seven months, it's six and a half months from there before they actually get the indictment or at least unseal the indictment. I don't know when they actually got the indictment, but they call my attorney up and tell him that they got an indictment that they're that they're gonna, you know, they're gonna get a, a warrant issued that night is gonna be signed and they're gonna go arrest me. So he he goes and 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 tells them that don't do that. They, he's got small kids. He, he self surrenders. He's he's you know I mean he's he already he's already self surrendered. He'll be there at nine o'clock in the morning, uh, you know tomorrow morning. So we think that we've got it worked out for me to self surrender. Uh, you know m my wife uh, my wife goes to drive me down to the uh, the FBI office, and I mean they're they're following me from the second I pull out of my my driveway. I mean, I picked them up before I even got to the stop sign at the end of our road. And, you know, we drive down to, 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 you know, to their field office down there. It's about a, a 20 minute drive from my house. Well, before, you know, we're, we're about to pull in, we're, we're at the intersection to, 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 to take a left to pull into their parking lot. And, uh, you know, they decide that they're going to take me down in the middle of the road while I'm on my way to go self-surrender. You know what I mean? So this is, this is like, you know, 9, 9.15 in the morning uh, on, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't actually remember what day of the week it was, but it was a work day, you know what I mean? It was a Monday through Friday. I think I think it was on like a Tuesday, but I'm not 100% sure about the day of the week it was. Middle of the morning, it's, uh, it's a work day, and there's a large bank that's like right there across, you know what I mean, on this side street, like across from them with people coming in and out. And there's other things in the building that their office is there too. And you know they, they 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 take the truck. Yeah, you know they have a car come up in front and slam on their brakes and stop the truck with the lights on. You know they have me get out of the vehicle, out of the passionate thing. You know guns drawn. Have my wife do it. They put me in handcuffs. They put my wife in handcuffs. You know what I mean? And uh, it, I mean just just so ridiculous. I mean literally while I was walking backwards to, towards the, the the person that you know that was on the little bullhorn or whatever. I mean, I could have spit onto the FBI's parking lot property. I mean, I'm that close, you know? So it's, uh, it was just, a, you know, it was a show so they could get their, you know, get the pictures of it to put in the paper or whatever else. 
you know, meanwhile, they've they've now violated my my wife's Fourth Amendment right against, you know what I mean, illegal search and seizure, you know what I mean, because they've taken her out of the vehicle, they've 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 detained her. I mean, she was not in handcuffs long. And I mean, it was only you know maybe five minutes or whatever. But why why did they have to take her out of the vehicle? What did she you know, what did she do other than she was driving? I mean, this entire time, I mean, we went we went we went to there was there's two FBI offices uh, in the city that I live in. One of them's on base, and the other one's off the base. So we had mistakenly went to the wrong one first. And I called my attorney up, and I told him I was like, listen. Um, we went to the, the FBI field office. It wasn't the right one. You know what I mean? You know, uh, we're, it's only like, you know, 10 minutes away. It's off post on the other side. I was like, you know, call him. So what I'm saying is, is that my attorney was in contact with one of the agents that was in one of the vehicles that was following us, telling him like, hey, they went to the wrong one. They're headed over there, so that we were, they were in constant communication with my attorney. I didn't know that one of the people that was in one of those vehicles that was following us was the person that my my attorney was talking to. But it was not like, you know what I mean? Like like we were fleeing from Mexico and they had to take us down before we crossed the border. This was, you know, we went to one FBI field office and it wasn't the one that I was supposed to go to. Um, it was the one that was off post, not the one that was on post. And. Uh, and 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 my attorney had had talked to him several times. You know, I mean, he was, he'd, he'd been on the phone with his agent. You know, then pretty much the entire time that, that we were on our way down there. You know, so I called my attorney and told them we were leaving the house, and that we were running a couple minutes late. And uh, you know, he called them and let them know that. And then when we got to the wrong office, I called them again. He, you know, so you know they knew we were headed there. They. And obviously, they knew we weren't going anywhere else. I mean, we were basically in their parking lot when they decided to do it. So it's just uh, that was that was that was a horrible process. And I know it was pretty traumatic for for my wife. And and I know it angered me badly to to see them, you know, put my wife in handcuffs. It was, it was just driving me to the office for me to self surrender um, on bogus charges. So uh, that 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 was not fun. I know people of you know, the people that had their their houses raided and 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 got flashbangs across their toes, um, probably had it much worse, but it was, uh, it was, you know, given the conditions that I had, I thought that I had set up a, a self-surrender and they decided to take, take, take the truck in the middle of the street right outside their building. I mean, that was, that, that wasn't, that wasn't very cool. But. So you pretty much a stone throw away from the FBI office's uh, parking lot where you were supposed to self-surrender, but they instead decided to make it this huge public spectacle. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah, no. So there's the main road and then there's a side street and the side street is where the access to the parking lot is. We had just turned off the main road on that side street and we we're probably, I'd say, no less, no more than 50 feet away from the entrance to their parking lot. Um, on that side street when, when they had one of their SUVs pull up in front of my vehicle. So they put the lights on and I knew they were behind us anyway. So I've been looking in the side mirror and the rear view mirror. So as soon as I turned the lights turn on, I said, you got to pull over. And then they had a car, you know, they had one of the SUVs come up and, and, you know, as my wife is you know trying to pull over and stop, you know, pull their vehicle in front of my truck and slam on the brakes, you know what I mean? Which was not the safest thing to do, but we I mean, we were already pulling over, but yeah, yeah, they decided to arrest me anyways and not allow me to self-surrender. This is just an abuse of power, and it's a show of force so that the rest of America is terrified. 
Hey fam, you want to help keep this podcast going and support this endeavor of being an obnoxious prick to those that want to enslave us? Then check out mammothnation.com and use the 30% discount code of FREEDOMJ6. Mammothnation.com is a shopping market online that is a frontline competitor to Amazon. They do not help any of the companies that are pushing China into the forefront. They stay away from leftist causes. They vet all of the producers and um, merchants on their site for veteran-owned companies and companies that are friendly to our patriot movement. So go to mammothnation.com and snub your nose at Amazon. Use the discount code of FREEDOMJ6 and get 30% off. You can also get a sweet deal with makehoneygreatagain.com. Promo code FREEDOM. That way they know who sent you. Get a one pound raw bottle that looks like Donald Trump, which is hilarious. And honey is just amazing. So promo code FREEDOM. MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com. And if you're looking for merch, go to P2P Printing. That's the letter P, the number two, the letter P, printing.com and forward slash Pianon. You can get all the Sing for Freedom gear that your heart desires. And it is going to help make patriotism sexy again. P2P Printing.com slash Pianon. Yeah, the sheer force that they show to try to scare Americans into silence and the abuse of power, just absolute government overreach, taking our rights away from us um, and making people in, in just the weirdest ways, literally begging to have their rights taken away. Um, what other sort of uh, outrageous things has the government done uh, to you because of all of this? Well, so uh, during, during that during that time period of, uh, um, I guess, uh, I don't know exactly when they put me in the Quiet Skies program, but I, I guess whenever the, the intelligence community decided that I was uh, I was uh, of risk and, and needed to have uh, attention or looking into, um, you know, they, they moved federal agents into uh, a house uh, in my neighborhood uh, right across the street from me. Um, this house was vacant for uh, about so shortly after the time uh, when I found out that they were talking to people at my work at the job at the office that I worked in. Um, the the individuals that were living in that house um, moved out. The house was empty. Um, the house remained empty for four, four or five months. Um, so they moved out about a, a month after uh, I found out that they were talking to my supervisors around the time that I said that I wasn't going to go down to the, the, uh, their office and, and, and do an interview with them. And, uh, and then uh, miraculously, uh, uh, the day that I got released from, from jail on bond and came home that evening at about nine o'clock 9 30 a moving truck pulled up to the house there's never been a for rent sign or a for sale sign on the house and i had checked zillow because i had suspected that it was government government somebody you know either agents or or workers of, of from 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 one agency or another just based on the the practices of the people that were living there the times and um 
you know, what I what I what I perceive to be surveillance on on my residence. Uh, this was confirmed um, in the original arrest indictment that um, they were occupying that residence and were conducting surveillance on my home. Um, so it wasn't paranoia. Uh, my wife thought it was paranoia at the time um, when I told her that there were vehicles that had been following me and that that I suspected that those were um, government agents or officials that were living in the house across from us, but uh, they're they're living in the house right now. Um, the, the, just the sheer amount of uh, wasted taxpayer money that's been to, to fund, you know, I consider myself probably one of the most, you know, patriotic people in amongst them in the country, you know what I mean? Like, I've, I've, I've done nothing but support and defend the Constitution since, uh, you know, I was 18 years old, um, you know, for the last 21 years. And, and um, to, to, to have them put this kind of manpower and resources into me, who is a nobody, and, you know what I mean, has done nothing, um, not on January 6th or any other day, that would be, uh, that, that should be, by any reasonable person construed as as seditious or 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 any sort of activity that would be harmful to the United States or anybody that's in the United States or anybody anywhere for that matter um, is is ludicrous. Um, so uh, I mean, they got their they've got their little piggy banks of 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 joint task force money and 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 you know when they have somebody that that they put on that list, they get access to to this federal piggy bank and, and they're using it up on, on me, I guess. So, you know, not only am I being surveilled and, and I, I don't think I'm currently being tailed um, for a couple weeks after I was released out of, uh, out of jail after their arrest, I 100% was being followed uh, multiple times every time I left the house um, in any vehicle. Um, you know, I, my son's got a car, you know, my oldest son is, is 17 and, uh, you know, my wife has a, has a van and I have a pickup truck. It didn't matter which vehicle I was driving. Um, uh, I was being, I was being tailed, uh, for, for a couple of weeks, at least two, three weeks. Um, the, the, there was the, there was the banking account stuff. So every time, every time I used my card, um, my debit card or a credit card, or I, use my PayPal or, or, or cash app or any of that stuff, it would be flagged for suspected fraud. I mean, to the point where I would get my, my card unlocked for suspected fraud, I would go use it. At, there's a gas station literally, you know, less than 0.1 miles from my house, right? From the corner of my street. I use it all the time. Uh, several times a week, I stop there for something to drink or to get gas or whatever. Um, the only transaction on my card since I got it unlocked would be, you know, a seventy dollar, uh, you know, thing at the gas station that's point one miles from my house, and then my card would be locked again for suspected fraud. You know what I mean? I mean, it was just, it was just, it's just so over the top that there's no reasonable person that would be able to conclude that there's not, there's not a reason. You know what I mean? There's not directed uh, targeting, you know, of, of trying to lock my cards down or make it very hard for me to use any money or, or move any money around. Um, you know, I, I, I view the entire process of, of going into my work, having, having federal agents go into my work and, and talk to 
you know, the the military personnel, the colonel and 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 these these top, you know, GS US Army government officials that that I work for and and tell them that I'm, you know, basically say without saying that, you know what I mean, the the FBI is looking into me as a, you know, as a suspected participant in a quote unquote, you can't see my fingers right now, insurrection on the nation's capital and, and guilty of, 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 of possibly guilty of seditious actions, you know what I mean? When I have, a, you know, a clearance with the government and I'm a, I'm a government employee, um, I don't know how you could look at that as anything other than, you know, trying to, you know, cause problems for my ability to, to maintain employment. And then if you look at the gap of, if you look at the gap of time between uh, uh, the, you know, when they, when they talked to them and, and when they actually uh, decided to um, contact me or, and, and get the indictment released, it was, you know, it was kind of perfectly timed with me not having a job anymore. And now I've got to come up with the, you know, the amount of money that it takes to hire an attorney to, to defend a case like this um, when you're looking at, I mean, they, they, they charged me originally with, with seven counts. I think five of them were felonies and two of them were misdemeanors or something with a total of like 60 years in prison or something. So, I mean, that's, that you know, that's that's a lot of time. And, you know what I mean? Not just any attorney can go into D.C. and, and, and uh, you know, be ex- have their licenses uh, accepted there to, to, to defend you. You know what I mean? So, like, those attorneys cost quite a bit of money to, to you know... If you if you take something to trial and go through that process, and so now you've removed my ability to you've removed my my ability to pay my bills. Essentially, my my you know you're restricting me moving money. You know, then you take my uh, my ability to you know even get another job. You know, doing you know what I've did for the last twenty years by by taking my clearance on top of it, right? So. Um, you know, just all of that combined, I just, I, I, I fail to believe is, is some kind of coincidence, you know, mixed in with, with, with what I would describe as psychological warfare tactics in between trying to break people down mentally and, and, and cause them to, to slip up and say something or do something, you know what I mean, under duress. It's just, it's, it's not been a fun process. I'm not unique in having to go through this process, um, but um, no American. Uh, should 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 have to go through this. This is this is this is third world stuff, you know. This stuff of yeah. tyrannical government. This is definitely some third world kangaroo court bullshit. Um, if, if you don't mind telling, uh, what were your charges? It was um, civil disorder, um, entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds with a deadly or dangerous weapon disorderly and disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds, uh, endangering in, uh, oh, not engaging in physical violence in a restricted building or grounds, disorderly conduct in a Capitol building, uh, parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building is the ones that uh, they brought forward. And I'm sure there's um, a couple of those have multiple counts. Yes, yeah, so a couple. Of, so like a yeah. So like the entering or remaining in a restricted building or on grounds with a deadly weapon or a deadly or dangerous weapon. There's a there's another count of uh, assault that was tied to that um, 
I think that's 18 USC 1752 um, underneath that in the subsection. So some of those had multiple counts. So, so they've actually charged me with assault with a deadly weapon on a Capitol police officer while um, being in a restricted building or on grounds. You know what I mean? In a, in a restricted a capital, a capital restricted zone or something. Um, that's the yeah, most serious. Like, you know, I think it. I think it's got a maximum of like 25 years or something without the multipliers. You know, like if you don't admit responsibility, even if you're felt guilty, they, they they put multipliers on your on your sentencing. So somewhere from like 25 to to, to 28 years or something like that. Absolutely insane. Um, the, the the punishments that they are doling out for these bogus charges are just outrageous and they're you know overcharging just the most simplistic things you know grandma went to the capitol took a selfie and went home and you know she's looking at like a, the rest of her life in prison because of it and antifa blm and other entities can burn down our country for seven months and we have politicians leading on the corners and trying to get them bail and uh, they're touted as heroes, but you know, how dare you say the national anthem, sing the national anthem, or say the pledge of allegiance? That must be hate speech. You know, we're in a time in our country where the Constitution on the uh, archives website actually has a trigger hate speech warning. That is just a slap in the face to every nation-loving American. I actually had a video. I mean, I've. I've had several videos removed off of social media over, you know, the last, you know, five, six years or whatever. But one in particular struck me as I got I, I got a I got a 30 day, I believe it was on Facebook, um, but it was it was a video off of YouTube and it was people from I want to say they were from either New Zealand or Australia. But what they were doing was was going through a video and giving commentary um, and it was about the history of our national anthem. You know what I mean? So like the song and the story that was behind the song, like what the song actually meant. And, and it was it was pretty powerful. It was, you know, it, it, it invoked feelings of, of, of patriotism and pride in our nation and, and the story that was the creating of, of the words of the national anthem, right? That video was, was, was not only flagged, I can't remember exactly what the terminology was, but it was something to to the, you know, that that was like I was inciting a, a you know a riot or violence or something like that by posting a video that that had the you know the literal story of 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 the events that were described in in our national anthem. You know what I mean? It was like like how am I inciting violence? By, by by posting this, you know? So is uh that one right there was just like I mean it was like, you know, I don't think anybody that's uh that's had that veil lifted off their eyes thinks that, that, you know, any of this stuff is rational. You know, you were saying that, you know, you know, these are kangaroo courts and and, and, and everything. We're we're living in an upside down world right now, Pi. I mean it's like what's good is bad, what's what's bad is good and, and uh, you know, up is down. It's just like uh you can't approach these situations or approach the the state of our country or any of the events in it from a rational perspective because it, 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 there's no rational explanation for it. The only explanation for it is 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 tyranny and 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 you know ill ill intent. I had the honor of um, being invited onto the uh, Grant Stenchfield Tonight Show um, on 
Real America's Voice, the the news network, um, a while back, and he'd asked me um, a question about you know why are they charging me with so many charges, and even though I did not go into the building and you know didn't attack anybody, didn't destroy anything, yet I'm facing. I mean, I always say 30 years, but really I took the uh, time for each of my felonies and then split it in half and then rounded it down. So I'm looking at basically a life sentence, but I'd say yeah. 30 years, which still would be considered a life sentence because I'm already 40, um, you know, so if I do 30, yeah. then I'm going to be in my 70s and being 70 in federal prison doesn't, doesn't bode well for my health. Yeah, um, so if I got yeah, 90 when I got out, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he asked me you know you know what how why are they charging you with all this kind of stuff and i you know i mentioned uh, government overreach and just the, the you know the fact that it's absurd but i looked at him as like i can't rationalize the irrational so i can't answer your question basically and uh you know you hit it on the nose right there it's just everything that they're doing this is going to be a black mark in our history and i believe that if As Americans, we the people can use our voice, follow the constitutional process, and restore our nation back to her original glory—the you know the America that we grew up with and the America that we we envisioned for following generations. The history books will look favorably on those that peacefully exercise freedom of speech to speak up in defense of election integrity, American values, and the tenets of liberty. And so that's my hope, you know, that we can get her back to where she belongs and uh, and that the history books will reflect what we have done here as a peaceful fight for freedom, just as the days of the civil rights movement. You know, Martin Luther King Jr. is held up on a pedestal and heralded as a hero for human rights. But back then, the FBI infiltrated her groups. They were attacked, and some of them killed. Their homes burnt down. Uh, yeah. I mean, you name it. They were smeared, and and people were crying from the street corners that they're trying to destroy democracy and destroy our nation. And they were just speaking up for basic human rights. And so we look back at them now with respect. And I think that's the time that we're in, or at least something that I can relate it to uh, right now. And that hopefully, when my kids and their, you know, their children look back and are taught about these times in their history classes, that they can see that that's all we are is just a group of Americans that believe in freedom and liberty and fair and equal, true blind justice. And we spoke, and the tyrannical powers tried to crush us, but we prevailed as we always do as Americans. That's right. I, I agree with you, um, and 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 I was going to, I was going to say the uh, the, the exact same thing when I heard you bring up Martin Luther King. Um, you know, Martin Luther King, Muhammad Ali. I mean, there there was there was many many individuals uh, in our history that that we look at at as civil rights and and um, human rights activists um, that at the time. Um, Of the very same government that's uh, persecuting um, patriots today, uh, we're also persecuting these individuals who were making traction and were causing change and causing attention on um, the 
injustices of those days, right? Um, I also, um, I also am a very spiritual person, um, you know, and 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 I believe that um, that that God has His hand over this country and 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 these times, and I, I think that in the end that this will boomerang back around. Um, I don't know how that happens, but uh, if history is uh, is to be our guide, it is usually when God moves. It's it's in a very quick and uh, undeniable manner um, that it was anything other than Him. So um, that's where I put my faith, and I honestly, I, that's that's where I have to stay because I mean, I, I think I said it earlier in this interview. You know, I I also have children. I've got young children, and. Um, I, you know, without the faith that that this was gonna that this was going to prevail. I mean, that's why I'm fighting the fight that I'm, I'm th- th- that I am. That's why I, I, you know, I'll take this all the way to the end because without without fighting to the end, like I, I've got nothing left. You know, they've they've destroyed my career. They've destroyed my name. Uh, at least professionally and in some aspects personally there's there's a lot of people that don't know what happened on January 6th so I mean it, it, it's a little bit bewildering to me but um, you and I you know kind of live in and we might as well be in a different world from from a, a large majority of of America you know what I mean they 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 literally they only get their information from what pops up on their cell phones, you know, for for a large majority of it, and 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 uh, I can tell you that podcasts like yours or or um, you know social media pages like like mine and and uh, and other patriots that that are that are attempting to to um, expose corruption and the truth, like those aren't the ones that are that are making it, you know, it, you know, to to the mainstream media the news, so. Um, but I mean, the, the, those, those people are not getting that same information, even though it's, it's, you know, I feel like it's everywhere and it's, it's you know, it, it only would take a second of, 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 of their time to, you know, to actually look up and, and, and go someplace other than their Facebook news feed or their, you know, Apple, you know, whatever you know pop-up news thing uh to to figure out what was going on with these situations and and get you know some some truth in there but um i have to fight the fight all the way to the end even if even if that results in 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 um you know some more injustices imposed on me in the meantime and uh because for me it's 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 so important uh to 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 set the example for my children, you know, when they look back on this, and and I do believe, like you said, history will be corrected. That they know that their father, um, you know, stood for what was right and fought, you know, with everything that he had. You know what I mean? Even though it's bankrupted me, even though it cost me my career, even though it cost me, you know, you know, all these other things. I mean, they took all of my, they took all of those FAA licenses that we talked about. You know, the the FAA. Um, received notice from the TSA um, that you know I was I was suspected to be a, a terrorist and a danger to airline or passenger safety, and they pulled all of my credentials and licenses. So the very last means for me to you know support my family doing what I've did my entire life, which is you know to work with with work in aviation and 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 uh, you know perform test flights or or you know 
you know, do some sort of specialized uh, prototyping uh, for these aircraft um, engineering type stuff. Um, I can't do that on, on, on any aircraft right now um, because they, they revoked all of my licenses. Now I've appealed this um, with the NTSB, which is the National Transportation Safety Board and demanded a, a hearing with an administrative judge where the evidence will be laid out where they you know, where they justify, um, you know, revoking all of my licenses and they justify the claim that I'm a, I'm a risk to, to airline or passenger safety. I still don't have a date for that. And uh, the reality of the situation is, is even me getting that back. I mean, other than somebody who personally knows me um, and knows my character, um, the likelihood of me even getting work um, as you know, even if I privately contract, it is, is pretty slim to none because as soon as somebody runs my my license numbers or my uh, my my social security number, um, the, you know, it's going to come back, you know, with with all these red flags for for being a terrorist. So um, I only said all of that to just really kind of highlight to to your listeners that you know what I mean. The when you choose to go up against this Goliath of the Department of Justice and uh, the U.S. Department of Justice and 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 the intelligence community and 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 all of the um, weight that comes behind that, I mean that doesn't come without you know real life serious consequences. Um, but when this is all over with, regardless to how long that it takes for that narrative to be to be set right. Um, I do believe that it will be. I, I, I have to believe that it will be. I want my kids and 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 people associated with me to know that, like, you know, Brian didn't lay down and 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 allow these things to happen. You know what I mean? He did everything he could and he defended it with everything he had. So, you know, that's that's where I find myself. I know that's that's where you know you're at and uh, and a lot of Americans are, but. I think the goal of them was to put these crazy, uh, unreasonable, you know, un, unjust, uh, you know, uh, ludicrous uh, uh, charges and, and, and counts and, and whatever and make them, you know, in D.C., they, 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 they play by a different set of rules. You know, anything they want to be a felony can be a felony. You know what I mean? I, I, I had felony uh, parading, demonstrating or picketing in, in 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 or on a Capitol building. You know what I mean? So like I didn't I didn't even know there was such a thing. I mean the the the, the civil disorder charge, the 18 USC 231, was a felony civil disorder. I mean that's if if, if you were in you know say the state of Virginia and got charged with civil disorder, there is that, that that's not a that's not a felony. You know what I mean? There's no there's no statute to make civil disorder a felony in, in any of the states that I've looked into, you know. But in D.C., they they play by a different set of rules. So I think the goal of that was to you know have people looking at you know 20, 30, 50, 70 years of of prison time and just take a plea deal so they could get their numbers so they can march it out to the local media and see like, look, we've got. 500, you know, out of the thousand cases that we've arrested, we've got 500 guilty verdict pleas. And, and I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? It, even though I could make this all go away by taking a plea deal, like they've ruined me in, in just about every aspect that you can, that you can think of, you know, other than spiritually. And, and, and if I were to admit guilt in anything, like, 
that would justify their behavior, right? That means that they were right. That you know, they were justified in doing that because I pled guilty to being wrong on that day and I wasn't wrong. I didn't do anything. And do any of the things that they accuse me of, so I'm not going to admit to anything, even if that means that that you know, even that even if even if admitting to something would keep me from doing you know any jail time, maybe maybe house arrest or 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 several years probation or whatever, or not admitting it, you know, and taking it to the end results in me doing prison time. I I would rather have my integrity. And, and 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 take it to the end and do the prison time however many years that ends up being then then admit to guilty to something that I didn't do and 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 give them another number to put on their their little their little uh, you know their little pegboard to show how they're justified in doing all this stuff because they were right about all these people and they they got you know these juries and in these kangaroo courts or they got people to just capitulate and and fold to make this go away because they wanted to get their life back um, I think that's that's part of the problem, and it's 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 amplifying the problems for the people that are standing up and fighting back. Oh, absolutely! It is uh, America's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego moment. We cannot bow to tyranny. I, I commend you for your fight. I commend you for your patriotic spirit, and I commend you for the resolve that you are collecting and, and able to um, stand up to this. Because the weight of the federal government is overwhelming um you know some people have have buckled under it to the point where they've even taken their own lives i think we're up to eight suicides now and uh you know these are real americans your story is is one out of over a thousand that they've arrested um and they're coming after more and we need to stand strong we don't have to do anything other than just stand up and say we did not do what you're accusing us of. We do not consent. And, you know, um, I believe that, as you said earlier, God has his hand over our nation and there's, he has a plan, whatever that is. And the great words of Job, though he slay me, I will trust in the name of the Lord. The government has like a 99.9% uh, conviction rate because they hit Americans with such overwhelming force and burden and scare tactics that they take the plea a majority of the time. So folks that are willing to fight the beast head on and take it to court, um, I had tip to you. And you know, I don't, I don't judge or say anything negative about anybody that takes a plea deal. They need to make no. those decisions for their own lives and for their own benefits and their families and their own welfare. But you know, it is, uh, it is unfortunate that the government wields such great power to destroy an individual's life in ways that they just beg it to stop. And that's how they keep winning. And I believe that the overwhelming show of force that they're using is not only to destroy their political opposition, but also to silence the rest of America into not speaking Absolutely. out. Again. That is where that is where the, the, the raids and everything else comes from. That's where the arresting me in the middle of the street during the day. So, I mean, I am a nobody. Hi. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just a regular, average, everyday American. You know what I mean? Like, I, I served in the military and I worked for the government, but I didn't have any sort of high-profile position. For me to make Lester Holtz, NBC News, and apparently I did, had a spot on CNN. I didn't personally see that one myself. My sister said that I did. And to be and to be run in the AP 
from the from the newswire. So I mean, obviously, I was in the local, you know, Alabama stuff here, but that was because it came off of the you know the Bloomberg newswire, and everybody ran it because they once the AP has it, like that's that's the newswire. And so like I was I was looking at the story come up on my internet browser like like six weeks. After my actual arrest, I'm, it's, it's popping up in my local news thing on my internet browser. I'm seeing my face on there, and I'm, you know, what I mean, like, like, like that's that's not by chance. You know what I mean? Like that, that's just, you know, there was there was a slew of arrests back in December, and they, they were, you know, before before the uh, the the house, you know, took took you know got seated the um, and changed power, and. Um, you know they were. You know they 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 do these these raids on everybody's houses and and take the pictures of them and put them on the news or whatever, because they're they're trying to show everybody else like, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and say something. This, you'll be next. You know what I mean? It, and and whether it's conscious or subconscious, it's definitely you know it's definitely in the psyche of of individuals who are thinking of standing up, and also probably you know what I mean in in some whistleblowers' uh, minds as well. You know what I mean? I'm sure that there's people working on this JTTF and, and inside the bureau or inside some of these uh, offices that are working on putting these cases together that are that, that have, you know, been awakened through this process and realized that maybe what they're doing isn't what they thought they were doing and maybe that they're persecuting a bunch of average stage Americans that really didn't do anything wrong. But I mean, it, it would. My hat is off to to the ones that have come forward and 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 have highlighted the gross uh, um, disregard for protocols and policies that have went on during these investigations and through these prosecutions and, and stuff. Um, but they're few, you know. I know that there's more in there that 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 know what's going on and know like. Uh, the uh, the deviations from the standard protocols that are being applied to defendants of uh, of, of of these cases result, re- revolving around January 6th. but I mean you go from being the guy that's doing the persecuting to instantly becoming essentially one of the January 6th defendants um, the second you decide to speak out. You know what I mean? So I mean. To know that you're giving up, you know, your ability to to, to support your family and, and their well-being. I mean, that that takes an immense amount of of fortitude and courage um, and and patriotism, in in, in in my view. And 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 really, uh, my hat is off to to those agents and officers that have done that and are are working um, to to try and shine a light onto these uh these uh these things that are happening to 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 us um us being the defendants of uh, the charges um i just saw a uh in a news article i believe it was yesterday that a capitol police officer was just arrested and found guilty uh for sending a message to uh, what the news article called a january 6th rioter which as we call just a regular american that went to redress their grievances but uh, I guess he had sent a, uh, a text message or something of the sort to somebody that was at the Capitol that day. And uh, they ended up arresting him and, and finding him guilty um, for basically trying to help the guy. And uh, yeah. yeah, well, aiding and abetting an enemy of the state, right? Isn't that what, what we have essentially been labeled as? You know yeah, what I mean? I mean domestic, domestic terrorist? Supposedly. 
Um, you know, you and I share uh, something in common. Um, you said you were arrested in, in Huntsville. That's actually where I was arrested by the FBI as well, was Huntsville, Alabama. No and, way. Yeah, I was down there for work. Uh, I traveled all over the country uh, doing uh, what's called AMI installation for the electric companies. And they uh, they hit me as I was walking out to my truck to go to work in the hotel parking lot. And uh, right there in Huntsville, our, our office was right across from the, the Davis Space Center. Um, yeah, exactly where it is. Yep, and that's uh, there was a restaurant down the road um, that I would frequent after work, go get yeah. a burger, maybe a, a cold drink or whatever. But you know, then go back, get cleaned up, and, and whatnot for the night. But uh, after my arrest, I was awarded bond, but I was still in Alabama for a while, and I had nowhere to go, no money, no transportation, nothing. Like everything got yanked away from me, and uh, I went to that restaurant because it was walking distance from where I was at. And I walk in the room <clears throat> and there was uh, my face on the TV, on their news about me being arrested. And I just walked in and was like, hey, and the bartender or waitress, whatever you want to call her, turned around and looked at me and said, hey, you got something to tell us? <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, apparently. And I looked up the TV and see my face and was like, wow, they just blasted me all over the news down there. Well, yep, yeah, yeah. Huntsville, Alabama is where I was uh, hit with an FBI counterterrorism SWAT team. Started this whole mess. Yeah, well, both our story, both our both our roads started here, with, and then both of ours will will end in D.C. Apparently, so we'll see how this goes. Yeah. My, my 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 prayers uh, uh, go out to you as you have have your stuff upcoming, and um, um, my prayers go out to all the January 6th defendants that got cases coming up. I mean, mine's my mine's my dates set out to the first available. Um, I had I had court um, back last last month um, around the, the the twenty the twenty something of last month, and they set my trial date, but the first available wasn't until like November, um, and that's a maybe in November. So I mean, I've got several months of. Uh, just trying to make it, you know, <laughs> just trying to pay the kids tuition for school and, uh, you know, get get the mortgage paid and, um, you know, pay for my legal defenses and, and, and to build my case. Um, I wish I wish they could have made it sooner, but um, they've also, uh, you know, in, in addition to all the other rights they've violated, they've requested uh, at every every hearing that I've had the right to waive my, my right to a, a speedy trial. Um, based on the sheer volume and magnitude of 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 the of the cases and, and you know around this and and the amount of evidence that they have to sift through to build the case uh, because they've got thousands of cases that they're attempting to prosecute. So um, uh, yeah, maybe you know, wish, I, I wish some people would kind of pay real close attention to what you just said. They arrested you, charged you. And then they're waiting and they need more time to sift through the evidence to build their case. We've all known previously, at least is how I thought it. Um, yeah. They would suspect you of something, gather evidence, build a case, yeah. then arrest you. Yeah. Now it's the other way around. They arrest you and then have to figure out why. And, and to tie that to my earlier point, you know what I mean? Based on all of the 302s and all of the discovery that's been turned over to my attorney and myself, you know, for, for me to build my defense, 
I mean, I was I was put into programs and and put into surveillance um, prior to really any any start of any investigation or any any you know any 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 serious inquiries even into me. So I mean, before they had even essentially started the investigation into me, you know what I mean? They 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 had me put into programs where it restricted my ability to move around. They were you know messing with other things, my finances and stuff like that. I mean, this is you know that that's supposed to the, those type of things are supposed to happen. You know what I mean? After they've determined. Uh, that there's a high probability that I'm guilty of some sort of crime, not before you even talk to the first person that knew me and even determine whether the the person in the picture that you're that you know that's done whatever you're alleging as is even me. You know, like you know this was you know this is you know almost a you know a year before you even conducted the first interview of anybody who even you know, could, could verify that the person in the picture that you're alleging did something wrong was even me in the first place, you know? So why, why, you know, like, how, how do you, how do you justify that? I mean, it's, you can't, I mean, and this should be a lesson. I, I mean, I, I think this is a, if, if there's anything I want people to take away from this that are hearing it, and I think we should learn out of the backside of this, Almost all of these persecutions and gross overreaches and violations of our constitutional and just natural human rights that are that are being violated are coming from authorizations that came from the Patriot Act and out of 9-11 and and the attacks on, on, on New York City. I mean, and and at the time. It's really easy to get caught up in, in uh, and this is from somebody who did multiple combat tours in, in both theaters, Afghanistan and, and Iraq. Uh, I fought in both of those while I was in the army um, and supported them as a government employee um, doing essentially the same thing from the GS side. I mean, it was it was real easy to get caught up in the you know like the like those Muslims or those terrorists and blah 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 blah. We can we can we can you know we need these things to make sure this never happens again. Um, without seeing the longer game in this, you know what what used to be uh, the Al Qaeda's and Hezbollah's and ISIS's of uh, yesterday are now the American patriots, you know what I mean? So just that quickly with the authorizations that they were granted by our representatives in DC to quote unquote, protect us from terrorism uh, are now being yielded. Now I'm being labeled as a terrorist. Uh, You're being labeled as a terrorist. Um, Thousands of Americans are because they thought that there was something wrong with what happened on, in the election, uh, you know, on, 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 when was election January 8th? Is that the day? I believe it was, but on the, on, on the, and the 2020 election in November, and we went to DC to protest and have our politicians at least know that a million, a million and a half Americans felt strongly enough to, to travel to DC to let them know that they needed to 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 take a pause and look into what we deemed as clear evidence of malfeasance and that there was something wrong. And because they didn't like that, they 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 just labeled us as domestic terrorists 
and uh, I believe the term that that was used in in, in my paperwork was uh, uh, the the ex- domestic extremist terrorism terrorists or something like that DTE uh, yeah domestic, domestic terrorist extremist. yeah yeah so that's that's so as part of this I got uh, the notification that comes up on any police officer that engages with me runs my stuff there's a big warning and some numbers they got to call and basically telling them not to let me know that I'm on a terrorist watch list and uh, that to approach with caution and I'm I'm to be considered uh, um, um, dangerous and to you know basically informing them not to charge me with any any misdemeanors or low-level felonies without contacting you know some some terrorist you know hotline numbers or some department I think it's a Department of Homeland Security number um, you know but so you know what these these laws that were enacted to protect us against you know those organizations are have now been turned and wielded against us and and that's what happens when you give governments far-reaching and sweeping um, authority um, of and power over 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 your over over your life you know what I mean we've our, our, our elected representatives, you know, wrote these policies and granted access to, to our intelligence and law enforcement communities, um, you know, and they sold it to us to, to protect us from from another 9-11 happening. And, um, you know, now now these now these authorizations are being used against us and it can happen that fast. I mean, yeah, and people back yeah. then were begging the representatives to take away their rights a little bit of their rights for a little bit of security. And we all can remember the famous quote by Benjamin Frank- Franklin, anyone that gives up freedom for security deserves neither. Um, how can my audience uh, help you, sir? Um, I re- really, really, I am just just prayers um, uh, for the most part. I, I do, I do believe that there was a, a give send go that was that was set up um, before I, I went out and started doing the the podcasts and 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 speaking at these conferences and stuff. Um, I don't, I'm not even aware if there's anything in it. Um, you know, I I, I I I haven't asked for any financial um, help at this time. Um, you know, and any would be appreciated, but I, I don't think that uh, I, I know that I was on the right side of this, and I know that God's gonna see me through it and provide what's needed. Um, but um, you know, it just 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 really prayers by um, is, is is what will help me, and and I think help the most for for anybody um, that's going through this. Um, just just prayers for the January sixth defendants and prayers that. Um, truth uh will prevail um through this and and that we'll be better off on the back side of this um that 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 would be what my request would be for your audience and where can they find you on social media if they want to give you a follow or uh see some of the stuff that you're doing um yeah so i've i've got several pages uh up um i'll i'll, I'll send those over to you you can you can link them down in the description um just because I've had so many pages taken down or suspended, I don't I don't have like real clear ones. You know, but I'm on page like twelve of this or 
you know, that my, my, my handles have, have, have had to change because they were getting flagged. So um, I've, got, I've got videos of kind of like truth documentaries, um, historical and, and present time, um, you know, kind of some of them decodes and, and stuff like that going through there. And some of them just uh, just showing clear examples of where this thing, where, where these types of actions had happened and been um been done by by our own government in the past and and not even like in our in our in our you know we're, we're a pretty young nation but I'm, I'm talking about within within our lifetimes like a lot of these things have happened before maybe on on slightly small smaller scales um but it's not the first time that they've attempted some of these things and 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 done these things to um you know law-abiding american citizens so um great well, um you have anything else that you would like to to share brian before we wrap this up no i'd just like to thank you thank you for for allowing me to uh uh you know come on your platform and 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 tell my story and bring attention to um uh to to your listeners of, of what's what what's been going on um and the the overreach uh, that a lot of us are are going through and kind of just you know shining a little bit more light on it and maybe coming at it from a different angle than they were they were aware of uh before um you know before listening to my story well we're certainly honored and it's always a pleasure to have uh have you share with us you know um the insight that you brought forth is uh some stuff that i'm sure they have not heard yet such as the yeah, I mean, just the, the sheer abuse of of your entire life's work and the destruction of everything that you have strived so hard to succeed in in an instant over their own overreach and just overpowering abuses and also um you know i've considered you a friend for a few years you know in the, the work that you do online i i admire i look up to and, and uh you're you're definitely a lot better at, at video editing than i am for sure it's only from 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 sheer volume of uh of, of lessons learned i was not i'm not a technology guy i'm not a computer guy um and uh, I, uh, it, like this was a, uh, this was this was drinking from the the fire hydrant, and um, had 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 been blessed with a, a few people that um, that were pretty good at some stuff that showed me some tricks or made some recommendations for some programs that made it a little bit easier for me. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, if you would have told me, you know, five years ago that I would um, be clipping together, you know, news articles and 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 videos and and putting them together into you know short you know 17 minute videos or whatever making documentaries um i would have been like you got you you got a hold of some good stuff didn't you like i'm i'm, I'm technology retarded like I, they, they 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 claim they they had a monkey by a space shuttle so it doesn't it doesn't take a genius to, to do a helicopter either and i don't consider myself a, a genius by any means and i wasn't really computer inclined but um uh, there's a lot of people that have just, you know, just put their head down, and 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 I consider myself one of them, and and I'm not going to stop until till till I hit my head on the wall at the other end. You know what I mean? I don't know how much further it is, but I'm not looking up either. Could be could be soon, could be a long time from now, but they're going to kill me or I'm going to hit my head on the wall, one or the other. Well, well, you are uh, a truly a rock star, a patriot, and you have done services for this nation that many should, uh, many should certainly respect and revere you for. And uh, if I ever see you in person, I'll shake your hand and uh, we'll 
sit down and have a nice cold glass of tea and kind of laugh about this and how we made it through it. Let's go, Brandon. When's it going to end? When's it going to stop? When is the tyranny and the oppression, the boot on our neck going to be removed? I know the answer. It's when you, we, the people, say enough is enough. No, we will not comply. We do not consent. It's when we unite as one and tell our representatives to represent the views and values of the America that we want to pass down to the following generations. Brian's story is disgusting in how they have just completely upended and destroyed, dismantled his life, ruining a decades-long career of success and service to our nation and to our fellow citizens. Even though he tried to comply, tried to do the hoops that they put in front of him, they still decided to arrest him publicly in the FBI office's parking lot, for of all places. And it's all because Washington wants this to be a show to scare you and your neighbors into silence because they understand the power of your voice. So we should use it peacefully to write our representatives, call your congressman, call the U.S. Marshal's office, demand investigations, call your attorney general for your state, demand investigation and what truly happened, and also what is happening within the courtrooms now. Overreach of prosecutors, bias within the judges and the judiciary. The list is long and you, my audience, have heard many, many stories, but I'm barely, barely touching the tip of the iceberg of what is truly going on. There's much happening behind the scenes and none of it is good for us. January 6th is just the tip of the iceberg for the loss of freedom, the enslavement of humanity. And this isn't even just about the United States. We are the last bastion of freedom. Other nations come to us to avoid oppression. If we fall, everyone falls. Until next time, remember, you're the ones with the power. So let's wield it peacefully and shake down the walls of Jericho. Because the Brandon administration ain't got nothing on we the people. Because we're Americans. And it's going to stay that way. Oh, say can you see by the dawn. Hey. Hey!